I'm not much of a talker. Come on, love. Hand over those tickets. If you don't speak up, you can't win. Hand over the bleeding tickets, mate! Yes, Vizzy? That's the trouble with being a paranoid cook. When something really is going on, no one believes you. You can say that again. I know, right? Hello and welcome to Hello Governor the Podcast. I'm your host, Abdullah, and with me today is a very special guest. You want to introduce yourself? Me? Introduce myself? This is Nika Futterman, otherwise known as Crazy. Otherwise known as the most popular character in all those shows you watch. Really? Well, I mean, one show. Oh, I would so love it. Really? I, ne- I never, I, I don't know. Really? Is that true? Well, I mean, Luna's probably the most popular character on The Loud House, I would imagine. Really? <laughs> oh, wow, that... <laughs> you... <laughs> you say that to all the sisters, don't you? So that we feel really, really good about ourselves, right? So it's like, that's really funny. It's like anytime you interview a Loud sister, you go, you know, you do have the most popular character in the whole show, right? <laughs> Just to see what we say. No, I, I mean... I say, but, but, really, man? Yeah. No, I mean because you, you, you are. Well, you're voice acting royalty in my book. I don't care what anyone else says, but you are. <laughs> you are one of. You're my all-time favorite voice actress, and I say, and I don't say this to everyone. So. Wow, that's totally awesome. That makes me feel so good. I don't even. I. I mean, I'm not very good with this stuff when people say nice things, but I do have to admit, you made my day. You made my year. You made my month, my week, my everything. That means so much to me because I, 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 I'm not always the best with getting praise. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you're, you're on Twitter. I'm pretty sure you get like a lot of people on Twitter saying nice things to you because the Loud House has affected so many people. You know, so many people's well, I, lives. Well, I love that. I'm, I'm so terrible with social media as probably pe- a lot of people have noticed. Like, I'll disappear for a long time and then I'll come back and then I'm like, oh, man, I don't want anyone to feel bad or feel like I haven't responded to them. Because, cause, you know, because it means so much to me when people love what I'm doing and and uh, and, and it somehow touched them. That, that means everything to me. So I... It's more about that I, I'm like one of those people that hides out and, uh, and then comes back up for air and goes, Oh wow, this is so cool what everybody's saying. And, and so, you know, I, so sometimes I, I see and I, I haven't, you know, luckily had people say bad things to me. So that's cool. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, nervous to be quite honest, cause you, you are, you've been like the, probably like the one I, I, one voice actress I really wanted to get on the show, but at some point I, I almost gave up trying to contact you, cause I'm like, ah, it's never gonna happen. But well, I didn't. I, <laughs> see, and that is just number one lesson in life and persistence when something really means something to you, you just go for it. And then also, of course, the, there's no reason why, you know, like I just my life is crazy and sometimes I get so busy and then I forget that someone asked and then I suck <laughs> no I mean you, so, you, but, anyway, I mean, but here we are no I mean you guys are busy you guys can't you know come on but I mean I'm grateful for everyone who takes the time off to come on and talk to me for whatever reason because I, I but don't I mean, know <laughs> you know how busy like it's like yes I do I go through like really busy periods where it's just hard to you know like have time for anything but you know eventually it's like I'm not it's like no one's that busy that eventually they can't you know talk and you know it, it's just finding that right perfect time you know and you know 
we had a little moment before we started this where I just said, you know, it's like this is a great time. It's like first time in a little while that I have some downtime. And so I love this because I, you know, I feel so much like my life has been so blessed and that, that I've been given this amazing career and opportunities. And so whatever, you know, you can do to give back and also just, you know, to, to tell people that like, I, I do appreciate so much, you know, that I'm appreciated and that, you know, um, everything that I've worked so hard in my life to do and become is, is, is noticed. And that means everything to me, you know? So, so thanks for, for, for saying all the nice things you're saying. And, uh, you know, it makes like I'm, I'm uncomfortable with praise, but like, damn, it feels good. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying real hard not to fanboy because you're like so awesome. Oh, and no, I, you please, know, <laughs> please fanboy all you want, you know. I didn't get enough sleep last night. It'll make me feel good. It'll like rejuvenate me. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's insane looking back at your career because you started out like coming into voiceover because you didn't want to be famous because you're like, ah, no one knows who I am by doing voiceover. But then, you know, now everyone knows who you are. It's kind of weird. Well, it's funny because, you know, especially in the voiceover world, because I mean, I started off doing on camera stuff. So when I was younger, I, you know, was doing television stuff on camera. And like, even when you do a couple of shows or whatever, you walk down the street and like, you know, people are like, hey, what's up? I just saw you and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I always felt kind of like weird and uncomfortable about that because I, 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 you know, you know, some people love fame or think they love fame, you know, and for me, I always knew um, that it wasn't something that I was so comfortable with. So when I just sort of fell into voiceover in a way, um, it was the perfect antidote to everything that I love. So I could, you know, get paid to be crazy and a wackadoodle like I am, but nobody would know who I am. And so even though you say people know who I am, I mean, I guess. I, I, I still walk down the street and no one has any idea who I am. You know what I mean? I still like get to have a normal life, which I think is, you know, the awesome part of being a voiceover person. I mean, I know now with social media and a lot of um, voiceover people choose to, you know, um, go and uh, go to cons and things like that, which is awesome. But, you know, you and so so obviously some people are more well known visually than me. But I think that I don't know if I walk down the street, if someone would go like, hey, Hey, I know who that is. I don't think so, you know. So, so that kind of works for me because then I can just kind of be normal with people, you know. I mean, that, and that's and that's why I love like talking to voice actors at cons because they're so down to earth and like normal compared to like Hollywood celebrities. Yeah, because you know, you you don't you know, it's about it's just you know you you. I don't know. There's just something wacky that happens, you know, when you become famous, you know, and I think that that you never really sort of have to deal with that as a voiceover person. Like people still kind of look at you. I mean, look, the truth is, is that like a lot of voiceover people are like fans anyway. You know what I mean? We're all a bunch of like geeksters who geek out on wacky, weird shit. And we're a bunch of weirdos. You know what I mean? And so. In that way, you can just like connect with each other, you know, where I think when you're a, an a on camera person, a celebrity, it becomes about so many other things, you know, and 
and um, and then nobody knows how to be real with each other anymore. It, you know, I mean, that's a generalization, but you know, I, I think that you know, you're, the down to earth thing you're talking about is much easier to, to maintain when you're a voiceover person. You know, and 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 especially with voice actors, like you know, I met like Nolan North at a con, you know, last year, and he, you know, you know, his his caliber of work speaks for itself, and he could easily be the yeah. he could easily be like the stuck up guy who's like, ah, you know, I don't want to talk to whoever, but he's like so down to earth and nice and and humble. That's funny. <laughs> Nolan. Nolan's one of my favorite people. I love me some Nolan. And I remember when Nolan started, because he started later, because he was an on-camera actor. And so when he started doing voiceover, like later in life, he started it later than most people. And he was amazing. And we used to have this bet. I had a bet with Nolan because it was like before he started doing a lot of stuff. And I said, dude, you are so talented. You are going to become so successful that you are going to have to. The first year we did it where I was like, you're going to have to take me out to dinner. You and your wife are going to have to take me and my husband out to dinner when you hit the certain mark in your career. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Of course he did. I still haven't gotten the dinner, though. Then the next, yeah, then the next year, I was like, oh, oh, now you're going to do this. You're going to have to take us on a long weekend somewhere really nice because you're going to become so successful that this is because that's how good you are. And he's like, no, that's never going to happen. I was like, oh, yes, it is. I still haven't gotten that weekend. If you happen to talk to Nolan or in, did you ever interview Nolan? No, he's too big for this show. <laughs> No, that's not true. If you ever interview Nolan, if you ever interview him, tell him he owes me a dinner and he owes me a long weekend, someone really nice, like a really nice hotel. He owes me those two things, okay? So that's what you have to bring up when you talk. Well, Nolan I mean, would totally do your show. No, nah, I mean, come 100%. on. 100%. Come on. Why not? If I would do it, why wouldn't he do it? You have no idea how much trouble I get into trying to get one person on the show, let alone like a big name like Nolan. What? No, everybody. No, you know. Look, it's 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 like it, I I think that it doesn't matter. That you know what, what what's what's one show or another show or another show. You're j just a really good guy who is really passionate about voiceover, and 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 there's a lot of people who are doing shows. So you know why wouldn't you be able to do it? It's just. It's, it just is the magic of when you end up hooking up with somebody. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you, you, yeah, I, yeah. it's it's so weird because like when I when I interviewed like David K, you know, he followed me back on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> like, why, dude? What did I do to to get you to follow me? Why? Yeah, but it's kind of like how we feel. You know, it's like, what did I do that was so great that you're you know interested in talking to me or telling me how great I am? You know what I mean? It's the same thing. You're doing. You're trying to get your thing going and make it really good, right? And sometimes it takes a long time to do that, but then all of a sudden it's like you have this really successful podcast or, you know what I mean? So anyway, I think that you can get Nolan on the show. I'm just uh, saying Ah, uh, no. Never. But anyway. Never. <laughs> he's super duper talented and awesome. But see, everybody starts somewhere. Yeah, I know. Right? Everybody starts somewhere. And, sp and, and we're all just humans. Yeah. And, and, um, speaking of starting somewhere, you actually did the background vocals for The Offspring's, uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy song. So. That I did. I did do that. And it was this, this fluky thing that I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And, and uh, I had no idea it was going to be so big. And I, I, I don't even remember how I hooked up with that, th those guys. Cause I didn't, I didn't even know the band. And I was, they were looking for somebody who was like, uh, had, you know, I, I don't even remember how, like what happened, but it was like, just based on, I always tell people, like when I get, when I, when I moved from New York to Los Angeles, um, 
I was doing like a lot of voiceover work, like a lot of urban stuff. Cause I don't know why, but I mean, I guess there at that point, there weren't like a ton of New Yorkers doing voiceover stuff out. What the hell? Um, I had my, I, sorry about that. I had my thing on. Don't bother me. Um, anyway, uh, when I moved to LA, I got hired to do a lot of like stuff and it was like right when, like, remember when Rosie Perez was, like, really big? But she was, like, the one person who was doing, like, Puerto Rican stuff and everything. And I somehow, like, started talking to somebody, and I was like, yeah, but if you're from New York, everybody talks like this. Everybody can do that. Everybody, like, you know? And they're like, oh, I, I got this gig. You got to do this thing. You got to go mess around with these guys and do this song with them. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, that sounds fun. And that's basically, like, how it happened. It was just, like me doing what I did anyway, you know? And it's, it's just kind of, sort of weird, like, looking, listening back to that and thinking, oh, God, that's her. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I, it, you know, every once in a while, I'll be, like, out somewhere at a club or at a bar or out of something, you know, and it'll come on, and I'll just, like, laugh to myself, like, oh, back when I was younger, younger. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun and crazy time in my life. And, and you just, you know, you just went on from there. You, you got, uh, what was it? The first role I think you ever got was Hey Arnold says Olga. So. Yup. That was the first, that was, that was, that to the, it feels like it was just yesterday. Cause I, um, I was doing, uh, regular acting at the time I was doing television and my manager is the one who got me into voiceover. She's like, you're such a whack job you should do voiceover i mean because like i thought the trajectory of my life was going to be doing like saturday at live mad tv that kind of thing because i was doing comedy stuff so my whole thing was like i just couldn't help myself i just imitated everybody i just you know was like all about voices but i didn't know that you could get paid to do it she said you should do voiceover i was like whoa people get paid to do that and she's like oh yes they do and i was like wow that that sounds really fun and she said and my friend is casting this show and um and I'm gonna get you in for an audition and I and I didn't even have an agent yet I just had my manager I said okay sure cool I would love to do that so I go on this audition at Nickelodeon and 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 I it just worked out I I just I got this part and then a week later I went to interview with an agent a really good agent and they signed me and it was just like one thing happened I never it was like every my whole trajectory of my life changed because at that point when I was doing regular acting and I was trying to be a rock star and everything, trying to get a record deal, trying to do a, I didn't even realize this one thing that would become the major like thing in my life was going to happen. I, I didn't, it wasn't even in my, my vision. And so it's crazy how life can completely go in a completely different direction than you ever thought it would be. And it was perfect for me because I could be, you know, I never wanted to be famous. I, 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 um, I grew up, my dad was a music producer and stuff. So when I was a kid, I was around, you know, famous people and stuff. And I saw what that life was like and it, it, it wasn't. It, it seems scary to me and not so interesting, you know, like it wasn't really what I wanted. And so I, so I was so happy that all of a sudden there was this thing that I was super excited about that I could just do and, and nobody would know who I am. I could just be like a regular person, you know? Um, so that was super cool. And from there, you know, hey Arnold and, uh, then I, I can't remember like exactly the trajectory of what happened, but I remember I also ended up doing scratch vocals for Rosie Perez on this movie called Road to El Dorado that, that uh, DreamWorks was doing. And it was the first time I got to work with some like huge names. 
like Billy West and uh, there, there were just like huge people. Wait, was it? No, I'm sorry. Billy, was that the first thing I did with Billy? I think it might have been. There were all these like huge voiceover names that were doing that movie. And I was so blown away with how talented everybody was. I was like, and everybody was so nice. So I did that movie. That was like a huge thing. And then I remember getting, uh, doing this show called Mike Luanog. And that was through Klasky Chupo. You know, they had done Rugrats and now they were doing this other show. And it was such a cool, it was like a really cool experience for me because it was like this young chick from New York who gets stranded on this island. And I got to work with Nancy Cartwright and, and Dee Bradley Baker. And so again, it was like right away I was thrown into to this like amazing world with these incredibly talented people and I, I had to come with it you know what I mean so those were like big things that I remember experiencing in the beginning of my career that were that were awesome yeah and it just and it just kept going like you know like no signs of stopping I mean because like most voice actors like take you know their career like stops at one point and then they come back you know years later but you you know yours just kept going and going and going and going and it's just like what does it end? <laughs> I hope it never ends. But, you know, I, I think the thing with that is that, like, um, <clears throat> for, you know, anybody who's thinking about, you know, being a, a voiceover person, the biggest, like, the thing that I think is most important when you're a voice actor is to, like, have a really big range. You know what I mean? Because I think the reason why some people, you know, get parts, but then they, they don't work again for a while or whatever is because it, you, it, it's, it's not the sound of your voice. It's, it's what you can do with it. You know what I mean? Like, how, how, how many different characters can you be? How many age ranges can you be? Can you be a boy? Can you be a girl? Can you be an old person? Can you be a young, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's how far you can stretch your range. And I think that I've thought about that my whole career and how far I can stretch it. And so I think that the people that work the most are people that can do a lot of different voices. Cause a lot of times when they hire you, they want to hire you to do at least three voices, you know, it saves them money and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I think that once you can prove that you can do all those things, then, then, you know, hopefully they can, you know, hopefully they keep hiring you. And so, I, I mean, you know, I still wake up every day going like, are they going to call me? I wonder if they're going to call me. I don't, you know, I think it doesn't matter who you are and how successful you've been. You still wonder like, wow, is this, when's the train going to stop? You know, and I, and I hope, I hope, I hope it doesn't, you know. I, I hope not because you're my favorite. <laughs> It'd be weird I if I. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I, I, it's, I just think it's so awesome that you appreciate what I do. I think it's like, um, like I always say, hashtag gratitude. Every morning I wake up saying thank you, universe, and thank you to all the people that appreciate what I do. It means so much to me. Yeah. Um, and, and what, what I love about you is, but, you know, talking about range, you, you, you've done creature voices as well. So it's not just, you know, normal voices. You've done creature voices as well, like the box trolls and, you know, oh, you voiced, yeah. you voiced the hut for, in Star Wars as well. Yeah. I love creature voices. I, I love doing creature voices. I love doing any kind of thing where I just get to create something wacky. And, you know, I mean, listen, I'm no D. Bradley Baker who can like, like he's 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 so amazing. I mean his creature voices are just like what? 
and the stuff he can do and like somebody like a Frank Welker, like the stuff that they can make happen with their vocal cords is so otherworldly, you know, but I can do some stuff, you know what I mean? I can mess around and I enjoy it. I also like, I mean, I remember when I was younger, like back in the day, I did this show called Zyber 9 and I got to make up a whole language. I just started riffing on this language. I was like, this is what I think. This is like the language I think she would speak. And I just made up like a whole language and I would just like talk in this pretend language. It was so much fun. I love stuff like that. And I creature voices are fun because they never really have an idea of what they want them to sound like. So if you can come up with something wackadoodle, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I, I always like I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I always like, you know, finding out like, oh, man, that that creature was a person. Wow. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it's pretty amazing because like a lot of creature stuff, too. Um, they, um, you know, they mix humans and they and they mix it with like digital stuff. So it's like there's such amazing stuff you can do now with technology and actual like human stuff. And what I think that they've really discovered is that the best way to get some kind of crazy creature voice is by mixing human and technology, you know. So, (laughs) so yeah, I always like, I always love it when, you know, an audition comes down the pipeline and they're like, we're looking for, you know, some otherworldly thing. And I'm like, ooh, delightful. What am I going to come up with today? That's my favorite stuff. I love that when you get to be just totally creative. And and that's and that sounds great about about your your range is that you know you look at, at every role you've done and and none of them are like the same like they're all different they're all like they all stand out and they're all like really memorable and great. Oh, that's so awesome that you say that. You know, it's it, I I um you know after since I've been doing this you know for twenty five years I I often forget the things that I do you know and so it's funny when someone reminds me and that's what like is so interesting about social media too is that like someone will send me something they're like oh look this you did this back in and i have no recollection of doing it and then i'll listen to it and i'll go you know wow that was me and i don't even remember doing it isn't that crazy i mean you work on you work on so many projects at some point they all start to feel the same no they never feel the same but 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 i i literally forget and it could be that i do drink a lot of wine so that could be it why i don't remember anything (laughs) Or maybe that I'm getting older. No, I just love it when I hear, you know, like listen back to something. And since now you can go back and get, you know, you know, stuff online of like projects that I did 20 years ago. And I'm like, whoa, I, you know, I don't remember doing that. And that's actually pretty good, you know, or like, oh, that kind of sucked or whatever. But it's kind of like really interesting to be able to see the life uh, of the work that I've done, you know. So hopefully, you know, when I, if I ever stop doing this thing, I'll be able to like look back on the body of work that I did and go, that was pretty all right. I didn't suck. So that's great. (laughs) I didn't suck. Sometimes I suck. Everybody sucks sometimes. There's plenty, like, there's plenty of times I've gone into gigs and I went, oh boy, yee, that wasn't very good. It's weird. And you know what? I always think that's okay because I think that, you know, you don't get good if you don't, if you aren't bad in moments. You know what I mean? You don't learn from the stuff that you've done or you don't realize like, okay, you know what? I need to stay away from doing that. Like, I can't do an Australian. 
Australian accent. And I'm not even going to try because I know there are lots of people that are amazing at doing Australian accents. So I'll, I'll usually just say, you know what, I'm not going to audition for that because my Australian accent sucks. You know, there are things that I've learned over time that I'm really good at and things that I'm not the best at, it, but there are people that could do it way better than me, you know? And that's what's super cool about voiceover too, you know, is that there's like, you know, there's a bunch of really talented people and, you know, we all kind of like uh, have our specialties, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I not not to brag, but I, you know, I've listened to a lot of, you know, I watch a lot of shows and play a lot of video games. And I know like because because, you know, you guys work on, you know, multiple projects. And once you listen to to a lot of voices over and over again, you start to know, oh, OK, this guy's good at this and this guy's good at that. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, I mean, D, yeah. D, uh, D, D Bradley Baker, you know, he's great at creature voices, but like his, some, some of his like human stuff is kind of, eh. So. Right. They, that, yeah. His, his creature stuff is his specialty, right? Yeah. And, and that's what's awesome. And so, but the thing is, is that again, like if, if anybody, you know, cause I bet you have a lot of listeners who want to be voiceover actors or whatever, you know, that's the other thing too, is that like, if there are things that you're really good at, then get re even better at those things, you know, because you want to know, like anybody, really, the two people that are like the big creature voice people in the business are the people that get all of those jobs. And there's always some kind of creature voice or always some kind, you know, going on. And so that keeps D working all the time, you know, besides other things. I mean, you know, that man's a working machine. Well, I mean, he he's pretty much the clones in the Clone Wars. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I want to be a clone. I want to be in every episode. I want to be a clone. Darn it. And that must and that must have been a nightmare because they like they they all they all have to sound the same, but you can't make them like sound the same. Like you have to make right. them. There's always that like right. There's like that tiny little thing that you do that makes them sound a tiny bit different, just yeah. a tiny bit. Yeah. But those are all the things that, you know, like when people go, how do you do that? And I think that everybody in life has their thing that they do that people go, how do you do that? You just, you know, like some people just haven't found it yet, you know, because once you the when 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 you find your thing that you're really good at, it isn't hard to do because it's somehow like you're the vessel that the universe sent it through. You know what I mean? So it's like when you read a great book, I always do this. I go, how did that person write that amazing book? And it's just, they don't even know how they did it. It just comes through them somehow. And that is like how I feel about voiceover. It's I'll get an audition and just something comes through me. And I'm like, yeah, that's what that character sounds like, you know? And there's often times where, where I'll audition for something and I'll think to myself, I know that I should be doing this character. Like I feel it. There are plenty of times I know someone could do it way better than me, but those moments where I go, yeah, this, like this, I, I, this is, I am this character. You know what I mean? Um, that happens. And when that happens, it's kind of like this very interesting, miraculous feeling. And, um, I'm curious now, how did, how did you get, uh, the role of Asajj on, on, uh, on Clone Wars? Um, I had to do a lot of begging. No, I, I <laughs> that actually was, that was like one of those characters where, where I, I, I think, I don't remember now how many callbacks I had to go for that part, but it, it was quite a bunch. So that when they finally gave it to me, it was like, hallelujah. That was one of those, that was one of those characters where I was just like, I have to get this part. Like I, I, the, I am her. She, I, she is me and I am her. Like I am. 
you know, it was, I did it like through the normal channels that you do, like when you, you, you uh, get any job, except that most jobs you'll like audition for, and then maybe you have one callback, and they're kind of trying to decide between you and a couple of people. But that one was like, I feel like I went on like four different callbacks for that. Um, and then finally they're like, you got the part. And, uh, so really it was just that, that, that I, I, I knew exactly how I wanted her to sound and I, and I, and I felt who she was, you know, like I just felt, and I had never seen, cause the, you know, there, there, you know, been the version in, uh, the, the mini, the cartoon network, um, the mini stuff that Gray did, but I'd never seen that before. I didn't even know the character. Mo- most things that I do, um, I never listened to if there was any other person who had ever done it before. I mean, I, 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 heard obviously like i played catwoman in a batman series oh brave and the bold yeah, yeah brave and the bold but 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 i had never like i remember when i was a kid and i remember cat you know like live action catwoman in the movies and, and stuff like that but i'd never listened to an animated version of someone's version of of catwoman so i, n- I never i don't ever try to emulate anybody else and uh i always just think that this is a new character that's never been done you know even if it is a character like catwoman or something like that well asaj i I, you know, I, I didn't know and I didn't know the story and I was never like, uh, I loved Star Wars, but I'd say I was like an Uber fan. So I didn't know much. I did definitely didn't know about her. And so I just pretended like she never existed before. And I just created what I thought she would be, which is pretty much what I do with every character. You know, I just, um, I think that I, I just, I just feel, I just feel what I think they would be, you know? And then the voice comes from that. So it was just like, okay, this is, and they did, did they give you a picture? of what you know, of what she looked like and did you go from that or was it just a description I think I I, I you know it's so I don't remember that now I don't remember I don't remember they gave me a picture I mean I think they might have but I don't remember that so about I would say like with everything with all voiceover about 50% of the time they give you a picture and 50% of the time they don't give you a picture and then sometimes what they'll do like with video games and stuff they don't have a picture of the character but they'll have like pictures of people that they think inspire the character you know and uh and sometimes you know they'll and and then a lot of times they just give a description but like i i i don't remember if i i said this or if this is when we were talking earlier before we started recording um i just lost my train of thought um shoot i was gonna say something about Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that a lot of times when you audition for stuff, they, they, they don't know what they want. They, they want to, they want someone to come up with something and then they go, that's what I want. You know what I mean? So it's like they don't, they don't, um, they don't exactly know. And so the way they know is when they hear it, when they hear all these auditions and they go, that's, that's, that's her, you know, or that's him. That's it. That's exactly it. You know, that's who they are. And so that, that is what you hope that you like find that magic when you, when you audition for something that your idea of what you think the person is or the creature is or whatever is what the, the casting person thinks think or 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 the creator or whatever it's the creator you know yeah i mean and you know you worked in blizzard games and i've talked to other people who worked in blizzard games and they they tell me like you know they take care of uh their their lore when it comes to recording their their sessions because they usually have like the the director and writer in in the booth with you and they talk you through yeah. what they want the character to sound like yeah though even with blizzard like they they give you once you come up with some like they'll give they 
like, you know, even if they have in their head kind of like what they think, they're still hoping that the voice actor is going to like, you know, like they might have like scribbled it in black and white and then you bring it to color. You know what I mean? So it's still like Blizzard is like a company that's really good about like creative, you know, open creativity, even though they do protect the, their lore and stuff. They and they do very much have, you know, opinions about their characters. They're still like, you know, give you creative freedom in a way, I, I think, you know, well, it's been very rare that um, in a video game that I feel like you didn't have some kind of like creative license because um, I think they like that because, you know, they hire people that they think are good enough to like bring that character to life. Sometimes in animated shows, you know, creators have like very specific ideas, but uh, you know, I mean, I guess it depends on the project. Most of the time, though, I would say 90% of the time, it, it's a real collaboration of, of, of idea, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important to have, like, some sort of creative input instead of just, okay, monkeys dance. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And, yeah. um, well, I might as well mention this. I'm kind of disappointed you're not going to be in the newest Clone Wars <laughs> season. Um, yeah, tell me about it, man. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I sat by the phone for months and months and months waiting for it to ring, and it didn't, it just didn't ring. Hashtag so sad. No, I, you know, I don't know, people ask me. They're like, hey, are you going to... And I'm like, nope. I, I, no one... I, somehow my character didn't or characters that I've done didn't end up in season, season seven and I don't know maybe something miraculous will happen and they've already written me a spin-off show but nobody knows about it yet including me see that's what I choose to think that's what I that's the way that I choose to think about this whole thing that somehow the only reason why I wasn't in season seven is because I'm getting my own spin-off show because because I was yeah. really because I was thinking about this <laughs> and, I mean because I was um, thinking about this like a couple uh, a while ago and I and I said you know, season seven's great and all, but I really want a Nassage miniseries. That needs right? to happen. <laughs> or like not even a miniseries. Like she, you know, she had this whole thing, this Bounty Hunter series, like a full-on series, man. Like why can't we just ask for all that we want, right? Like why can't can't it be 26 episodes? I mean, you know, she's got some life to live before they kill her. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, a girl can dream. A woman can dream. A guy can dream. We can dream that somehow out in the universe, this hasn't been done yet, but it will be done. It just won't be done in season seven. Darn it. Well, I mean, you know, you never say never. You know, a lot of people, myself included, never thought we'd ever get like a conclusion to Samurai Jack, but we did. So never say exactly. never. <laughs> but I would say that everybody has to do some begging for me. You know what I mean? Get on the interweb and do some begging. Say like, Asajj Ventress, I can't believe you denied her. Do not deny that woman or that thing, whatever she is. Woman thing. <laughs> sexy, sexy, bald woman thing. <laughs> that sexy. Sexy bald woman, do not deny the sexy bald woman thing. Yeah. And I was like, I really got upset when your voice was in Clone, uh, Rebels, and I'm like, is that Asajj? Is that Asajj? <laughs> Please tell me that's Asajj. No, it's when they threw me the little bone. A little presence, as they say. Presence. Yeah, no, that was a fun little thing, and it was so nice to see Dave again. And then I cried when I left. I just cried. No, I didn't cry. That was, you know, it's just, it's been, it's, I miss my, my, my family. I miss my Clone Wars family. I miss my, I miss all those guys. I mean, I see them on other shows, but. <laughs> 
I missed that whole, that was a great cast. You know, the whole cast was amazing. Yeah, Corey Burton. You know. Corey. Yeah. And Corey's like me. Corey's a hider. He hides. People don't see Corey. He, he's probably even more of a hider than I am. Uh, no, I always joke like, you know, uh, Corey like is like Bigfoot and you never see yeah. him. And when you do, it's like, I, I doubt he even exists. There's no <laughs> Corey Burton. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's hysterical. He is like Bigfoot. That is so, that is so perfect. Corey is like Bigfoot. I love that. He is totally like Bigfoot. Yeah. And I mean, I thought I was like, you know, did the disappearing act from the world, but he is like, He's the ultimate in that. Yeah, I mean, you, there's very little footage of him that's available to be. And I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like there's no, it's very true. little. It's very true. little. Yeah. I, I was, whenever I work with Corey, I I don't believe he exists. I'm like, wait, are you okay? Wait, are you a hologram? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Great. You know, Corey Burton. You know, legendary voice actor, and you know, D. Bradley Baker. Awesome. Yeah. Cat Tabor. Yeah. My cat, but you know, I get to work with Cat on Loud House, so. Yeah. <laughs> I get my cat girl on Loud House, and so we we we've been doing that for years. So it's like you know, I I don't have to miss her because I get to see her. Yeah, you don't you don't get to miss the Star Wars talk because she's like way into Star Wars. Oh, she's way into it. She was like, <laughs> like I said. You know, she's like one of like a, a lot of star people in Clone Wars, you know, we're just Star Wars geeksters too, like just so into it. And she's one of them. And it, it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome that, you know, she, she's just as much of a, a fan, you know, Star Wars. That's for nerds. You're not a nerd, are you? <laughs> yeah. We're all a bunch of nerds. That's what's so awesome. That's, that's, that's what makes voiceover like voiceover people so awesome because we're just a bunch of nerds. We're not like cool people, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, Christina said like you were the coolest on, on the show. So, you know, when she was on here, so you <laughs> take that with, take that, uh, with what, with, uh, what you will. Make that, make of that what you will. That's so sweet of her. That's so sweet. She, I, I gotta give that lady a hug. It's funny because <laughs> I was actually just gonna call her yesterday because we've been meaning, we've been meaning to get together and hang out sip a glass of wine together and and I got to call her and we're not recording this week so I don't get to see her this week so I it was on my so now I get to say you said I was cool and I love that no she's great she's a she's like one of the sweetest human beings you will ever talk to I'll tell you that oh right she's now. so super sweet <laughs> and she's super funny yeah. and she's got yeah. the funniest voice and she's just awesome she's awesome she truly is that beautiful human that she seems to be that is actually really her yeah and she She's, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. And she's super funny and she's super talented and she's super committed. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's like really good at like getting out what's going on out to the world, like what's happening in the fans. She like, she's so appreciative of all of it and she's really good at, at, at communicating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> All that being said, I'm kind of sad now because, you know, she's no longer going to be the number one down, most downloaded person on the podcast anymore, so. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Christina. Somebody's taking over. Someone's <laughs> going to take over the number one spot, and I wonder who it is. Let's not mention names. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, we we put it off long enough, and I'm pretty sure people are probably screaming. When are you gonna talk about the Loud House? Okay, fine. Oh, yeah, keep talk <laughs> yeah. to me. So, um, a call a call back to the Christina episode. If you have not listened to that, go listen to that. But um, she said that you guys were called in to do like uh, uh, various age range voices for the sisters, and she said she auditioned for Luann, Lucy, and the twins. And I'm kind of wondering, did you audition for multiple characters, or did you just audition for Luna? Well, I do remember this, which is really interesting. It was such a crazy audition because they had so many people auditioning. And I remember being bummed out because I remember I was going in first, I think. And so they didn't know how they wanted to do it. And so I didn't actually, I I auditioned for far less than I should have because I would have loved to have like given my version of like, you know, a few of the characters. So I think, I can't remember who I auditioned for, but I think that it was like just sort of, uh, I I think I might've only just like thrown, if I had been later on in the day, I think I would have known that I could have thrown in like five of the sisters to just see who I had a shot doing, you know, but instead I did, you know, like Luna is, Luna is like, she says she's my soul sister, you know, cause it was like, I, Luna was like me when I was a kid and I was like trying to be a rock star and, you know, just the loving being who she was. So I think that it was like, there was no other sister that would have like, it just wouldn't, have, you know what I mean? It's kind of like Christina, like nobody else could play her character. You know what I mean? She is her, you know, that is who she is. And I think Luna was like, it was just kind of like, yep, that's who I am. You know what I mean? So, but I didn't, uh, otherwise I think I would have, I don't, I think I might have even just been like, oh, I'm going to audition for, I don't know, I can't remember if, if eventually everybody was given the option to like just pick as many characters as they wanted to and then audition, but I think I might have just been like, oh, I think I'll just audition for Luna and like the mom or... I can't remember like what, because like I said, it was early on. And so I, cause I think I had to be somewhere. So like they got me in, in the first slot. And I think that that just kind of like sealed my fate. So, so it was just like, uh, whatever, you know, they're probably not going to hire me anyway. So <laughs> whatever. No, no, no. I didn't think like that. I just thought like, instead of like getting the shot at like a billion of them, I was like, let me just do who I like know for sure. I like, I'm like, I, I, I like, the, 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 like Luna is me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I, I just, I have to be Luna. Like I, so I don't, but I, but you know, it's like, 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 like you know, the baby. It's like, <laughs> You know, I didn't get my baby to them. I didn't do any of that stuff. So, you know, some people played multiple sisters. I just think I was like in and out. And like, if I had been at the end of the day and going like, oh, wait, I should have like auditioned for like five sisters to like, maybe I would have played like two. I don't know. But I think that ultimately everyone ended up being perfectly cast, you know? Well, I mean, Christina said she got the role of Luann based on her laugh. So there you go. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. It's like she's... But, like, can you imagine anybody else playing Luann? Like, her voice is perfect. Perfect. And her voice, she laughs, and I just start hysterically laughing. Every time she <laughs>, laughs, I laugh. It's like, you can't help it, right? Yeah, because that's her laugh. That's how she laughs. That's not that's an act. How, that's that, how, that's that is how laugh. she laughs. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. She is Luann, you know? And she talks like her. She just is her. Yeah. So, yeah. And I feel that way about Luna, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, granted, I'm an old version of her. <laughs> 
I'm an old version of her, but I am Luna. No, you know, it's like, dude, totally. Like, I was like, I walk in, I'm like, Luna, dudes, she's me. I want to sing. I want to rock out. I want to love everybody. You know. And, um, you know, speak, <laughs> speaking of Luna, did you know that she was bisexual or before, or was that, you know, later on? Yeah, no, that was, that was later on. That was like mm-hmm. not even in the, that was not even as they say in the zeitgeist. No, I, yeah, no, it just sort of like happened. And I was like, Hey, cool. Awesome. Why not? No big deal. No big thing, but a chicken wing. It's not like, I think for other generations, it might've been like, this is a really big deal. But for younger generations, everybody's growing up in a different world where it's like people are gay, bisexual, gender fluid, whatever the hell you are. And it's no big deal. And I think their version of it in the loud house is like, how can we be inclusive of all humans, of all people? And let's start doing it now because people are more open to it because new generations are open to it. So it's like, It's not even like a big discussion. Nobody really talks about it. It was in the script. I was like, sweet, awesome, great. We get to bring more young people into the fold and have everybody be comfortable with who they are and their choices. And I think I said I've never really gotten any negative stuff on, 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 you know, social media, but, um, I have gotten some like nice emails of people going, you know, I'm not really comfortable with that, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, no one's like, what the, you, that's horrible. Like, how can you let the children know about? You know, it's like most of the time it's like, thank you so much for representing some of us who have no voice, you know, or who have, you know, like want to like be comfortable in ourselves as young people. And, and I'm like, that's awesome. I get to, you know, I get to, to, to be a part of that, which is awesome to me. And I don't care, you know, like she's just who she is and she happens to like girls, (laughs) you know, whatever. It's all good, but I, I mean, don't, I, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though I know it's, I know it's big because it's like they, it's the, this is all new territory in cartoon land, you know. It, it's so weird because like a year ago when I was talking to Christina, she's like, she goes into detail about, oh, this script made me cry and and whatnot, and and you're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> No, I'm like, you know, well, I just mean, I don't mean whatever in that, like, who cares? I mean, in, like, you know, it's no big deal. I mean, Luna's such a cool chick. It's, I, it doesn't matter to me that she likes girls. I think that the only beautiful thing is that I get to represent this character who represents so many people in the world who haven't had a voice. And so now they do. It's like, here's this cool chick. She happens to be, you know, like girls. I mean, you know, that's whatever. And I think it's beautiful. It, it, like, I like things like really loud music and stuff that made me cry because I was like you know when you're young or you're trying to make things happen and you just want to be yourself and you don't know how to be yourself that that stuff makes me cry but you know it's like that's part of like life and being a human and growing and you know we all have insecurities and we all are trying to figure out who we are and it doesn't it never changes even as you get older even you know it's like we all have insecurities about stuff no matter how famous you are no matter how successful you are no matter you always wonder if you you can do better and be better. And, and so I think what's so amazing about the loud house is it brings up all of those things, you know, that like everybody's human and we all have our stuff and we all have our things that we want to hide or that we want everybody to know. But you know, the way that the loud house does it is in such a beautiful way. You know, everything is just, we're all human. It's not like I'm going to shove this in your face. You know, it's, it's all about like, I am who I am. And I just happen to, you know, feel this way about something. It's, and that, that is what I 
think makes the show so amazing, right? Yeah, and and um, you know, it's like I said. I mean, yeah. Again, call back to the Christina episode. Uh, she said, like, what's so great about the show is, like, you know, you get a lot of different personalities and a lot of, uh, you know, people feel differently about the, the sisters and, you know, they relate to them. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, that's me or, oh, that's me or, you know, so, so and so. Right. Totally. I mean, that, that, that is a hundred percent it. And that, that's why I love playing Luna, you know, because it, she does have these things and she, she, she is, you know, like representative of a lot of people and that, like, I feel proud of who she is and she's such a nice person and she's always so helpful and, but yet she's so like fun and, and she loves to rock out, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that I think uh, goes underappreciated about the show is the, the Luna song references, I think those don't get enough love as they as they should, in my opinion. Oh, that that's my favorite. And it's so funny because someone put up a thing on YouTube about all those things. And so I tweeted it yesterday because I just saw it on Twitter that someone had put up a whole thing about all of her song references. And I was like, this is so awesome because it is like so awesome how the writers incorporate that stuff. It's my it's my favorite. I love that about her. I mean, there's so many things I love about her, but that's that that's one of them. Yeah, because it's just it's just one of those things where people forget about it. It's like, oh, it's 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 a tiny detail that you didn't you didn't notice it, you know, first viewing, but second viewing you did. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then I think there's also like a lot of young people who like don't catch the references, you know? Cuz a lot of the writers and stuff are like, you know, from like my era and so they're like a little bit older and they, you know, so they they drop in all these references that are so awesome. That are fun that, you know, hopefully when like fans go back, like you said, and listen to it again, they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was that song. That was that song. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's a lot of cool things about the show. I hope it lasts forever. <laughs> well, you know, you guys beat SpongeBob in the rating. So you guys are yes, probably SpongeBob like... <laughs> is like SpongeBob is like 20 years. Wait, how many years? 20 years. Yeah. 20 so, years. Yeah. yeah. So like, 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 let's keep going it for 20 years, you know? So you never know. <laughs> you know, you guys could be like old ladies still doing it for like God yeah, knows exactly. how long. <laughs> it's like SpongeBob old lady version. Right. And I'd be like, and one, two, three, four, let's rock into the door five six seven eight i think that i'm late i don't know <laughs> who knows wackadoodle <laughs> you're you Wack really are, you really are a weird person you know that <laughs> yes i do and i've been told but i did i actually know that i don't even i was when i was a kid people used to call me nika freaka freaka nika yeah oh, that, that would have been a great rap name <laughs> Freaka Nika, that's right, that's my Freaka Nika, and I'm like, and I'm like, this is great, you know, I, I say embrace the freak, I'm otherwise known as the super freak, it's okay to be a wacky weirdo, it's like better, who wants to be normal, I don't want to be normal, I don't even know, I, I wouldn't even know how to be normal, yeah, what, do, what is normal anyway, <laughs> yeah, what is normal, yeah, I don't know what normal is, I guess normal would be like, Feeling like you have to conform to some sort of like, you know, I don't know, strict something, but you know, whatever, you know, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I guess some people feel they need to do that. But yeah, I, I, I guess, but 
it's just it's weird. I just love it because you know I think to me the best guests are the ones that feel like I'm having a conversation and it's not just oh yeah that was great. Next question. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah. Oh gosh. I hope you don't. You might hear like weird noises in the background, but that's there's construction going on in my house. I actually though this is so sad that I have to say this. I just realized that we've been talking for like an hour and a half. Aww. I actually I have to go. Except that like we can continue. Continue this at some other. I would love to do a part B if there's more we, things you want to ask me. We should. We should do no, part I, B. We totally <laughs> can do part B for sure. We can do part B. Just, just to, I'll, I'll email you and uh, you know get this up and then we'll we'll do part B. Yeah, because then you can think of things you want to ask me that you didn't ask me, like my foot size and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> No, thank you so much. So I'll just leave it at that. Thank you so much. Thanks for, you know, thanks for, like, like, not giving up. And thanks for, like, you know, just appreciating all that I do. I'm so, I I just, I'm in awe of, like, how lucky I get to be in that, that, I don't know, you know, just that, that you, that you've appreciated what I've done. Thanks so much for thinking of me and wanting to talk to me and, and, uh, you know, we'll do this again. Talk to you then. Okay. Bye. Bye.